A cure takes a step, one man quits prep, and a yas queen misstep coming up today on The Point. Welcome to The Point, the only talk show bringing gay and straight men together to see what happens. Hello, everybody. Hello. Today's, a, today's a special day, because Faye is back with us. Hey. Hey, Faye. How's it going? <laughs> and we have a special guest and friend of the show, activist and pharmacist, Dr. Michael Fanous. Yeah. Thank you for Welcome having back. me. Thank you. Um, and Michael, I, we wanted to have you back because there's a number of uh, PrEP, HIV-related stories that have been in the news lately. So, you know, when stuff like this comes up, we want to hear from an expert, from a meds expert. Uh, what's that What's that website? Medsexpert.ca. That's right. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. Talking point number one, a pound of cure. Okay, so uh, there have been recent reports now up to three different men supposedly, reportedly, have been cured of their HIV. Um, the most recent uh, third case was announced at the Conference on Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections in Seattle. Um, this came after um, he was treated for leukemia. Um, I, 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 the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because people are now coming up to, you know, friends. Did you hear they have a cure for HIV? So we don't have a cure for HIV, unfortunately, not yet, but there have been uh, cases that are published of someone getting a bone marrow transplant, and then when it wipes out all the blood cells and they reintroduce new cells, they're no longer HIV positive. So it, you can consider it more of a miracle than a cure. There is cure research, though, out there. Cure research is looking more at how can we keep somebody undetectable or have the virus dormant and suppressed without therapy. Right now, no one should quit their medication because if you're undetectable and your virus is suppressed, we know that when you stop the medication, the virus starts to replicate. Is, is there, I, I, I may be totally off base, but is there, you, you hear a lot about um, like measles and the anti-vaxxers. Um, is there a correlation, like is there, is there, I mean, when we talk about people on PrEP and uh, undetectable, can we get to sort of a herd immunity point when it comes to this? So that's a good question. Uh, the idea of, a, of herd immunity would be to treat the people that have the illness and then to prevent uh, the illness in those that are at the highest risk. So for gay men, if we're talking about anal sex, then we would put those at high risk. So people who have condomless anal sex on PrEP and those that already have HIV, we would help them to achieve undetectable status by keeping them on antiretroviral therapy. That would be herd immunity for the community. Where are we seeing this? We're seeing this in London, UK and in San Francisco, where the community is really leading the way on uh, helping us achieve that. So U equals U, 
and PrEP works, you combine the two and we see a 50% decline in new infections. And U equals U means? Good question. Undetectable equals untransmittable. And so that's the most powerful way to prevent transmission of HIV would be to treat someone that has HIV. We have goals uh, in every country that the United Nations has set. We want to get 90% of people diagnosed. 90% of people who are diagnosed HIV positive, we want them then to be virally suppressed. Um, and then if we can do this, then we can prevent other people from becoming uh, infected with HIV. We're not there yet in Canada. There's actually only one country uh, that's actually getting close to that. The United States, Mexico, Canada are not close yet, but Botswana in Africa is. And so we need to look at what is Botswana doing now? Yeah, that's my question. What is Botswana doing? So we need aggressive public health campaigns for testing and we need to make treatment accessible. We need to make PrEP accessible. And so my work will never be done in, here in Canada until we get there, until we reach, reach what the United Nations calls the 90-90-90 goals. Oh. See, what I'm, what I'm more confused about is, okay, if someone is undetectable and you can't really detect the virus, how, how do you really know that the bone marrow transplant actually is working? So that's a good question. The bone marrow transplant and undetectable status are separate. Uh, people, I have hundreds of patients who are undetectable, and the way to know if they're HIV positive or negative, you can do a test or you can stop their meds. And if you stop the medications within two weeks, we have a detectable viral load, meaning that the HIV, uh, so the virus itself will replicate without medications. Uh, after about two weeks, we can detect it. Cure Research is looking at extending that. As for the miracle cases that we have, sure, these gentlemen are cured, but it's not something we can easily replicate. We can't go put everybody that's HIV positive through a bone marrow transplant, wipe out their entire blood cells, and then cure them of HIV. These men had leukemia at the same time as having HIV. And for that reason, their treatment for leukemia is what cured them, the bone marrow transplant, that treatment. But it's not, until we can get a, an effective cure that is safe enough to offer everybody with HIV, the best thing that we have right now to stop the virus is to keep them undetectable, to keep people on is treatment. Is leukemia common with HIV positive uh, people? No, it's unrelated. So it's a blood cancer. And so we have children with leukemia, unfortunately. We have people all over the world, adults with leukemia, and it's unrelated to HIV. Um, one, thing, um, one thing I'm really curious about, since with me being HIV positive, the thing is, like, my, I would be undetectable, but then CD4 count won't go up. Won't go up. Okay, I mean, is, for there, is there a difference between the terms of like them getting sick because of that? So the viral load and your CD4 T cell counts. The CD4 T cells are a measurement of someone's immune system. If someone's HIV negative, they'll have a CD4 T cell count around 1,000 to 1,500 cells per milliliter of blood. That number comes down when someone has HIV if we don't put, give, put them on treatment quick enough. Once the viral load comes down, the CD4 T cell count should go up. But if it doesn't? And if it doesn't, then we have to look at ways for better treatment. Uh, another interesting story that came up recently, uh, and we couldn't help but talk about it before uh, the camera started rolling, is this case of a, a man in, in Sydney, Australia, uh, by the name of uh, Stephen Spencer. Stephen Spencer. Mm -hmm. He's 27. Um, he, okay, so he, he was taking something called prep on demand, and I want you to talk about that, but he um, contracted HIV. While Sorry, using is prep on demand, a different thing, or is it just the dosing? It's the dosing. It's the still dosing. prep, right? I mean, it's the same. I take it's, prep. I take right, it's the same day, prep, but it's and, it's but, the dosing but, that the on demand. Right, okay, right. but even so, like you hear, oh, somebody was on prep and they got HIV. That's kind of scary. Absolutely. So we know that the best way to protect an HIV negative person is to take prep once a day, one tablet once a day. 
The idea of on-demand prep, where did this come from? It came from one study called the Ypergay trial, which involved participants in Quebec and in France, and they were not taking prep every day. So how were they taking prep? Some people don't want to take a pill every day for a disease they don't have. And I understand that. And some people can't afford prep. And so for that reason, they'll take prep. And it was studied this way to take two tablets right before having sex, about two to 24 hours before sex. And then they take two tablets after sex, one tablet once a day for two more days. Uh, the name for this dosing has been given different names. And just to make it more confusing in the medical community, intermittent prep dosing, on-demand prep dosing, sex-driven or event-driven. Uh, when it's taking, taken this way, we are researching, will it reduce the risk of HIV the same way as PrEP once a day does? Now we know from the initial studies on PrEP, and there's been multinational studies, and many of them on men and women, uh, sex workers, gay men, people with eight sexual partners or more, IV drug users, study after study has come out to say PrEP works. And if you want the best protection, take it every day. And for a woman, a woman would have to take PrEP for 20 consecutive days before we could find any of the medication in vaginal tissue. And for the rest of us, men and women, you'd have to take it consecutively for at least seven days, some studies say 14, before we can find it in rectal tissue. Why is that important? Well, for gay men having anal sex without a condom, you would want protection in your rectum, in the rectal tissue. This alternative way of dosing PrEP has been studied again, they did a sub-study recently, and the results were published at the International AIDS Society in 2017, and they wanted to see if taking two tablets right before sex would give the same protection. That raises a lot of more questions, and to keep it short, I'll just tell you we need more studies. Mm. These studies only involved gay men, so we can't confer that this will protect why, other people. Why, why would somebody, if, if you want to be on PrEP, I mean be on PrEP, why would... It's like expecting to get into shape by going to the gym really hard for three hours having not worked out at all, you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, I don't... In I, my mind, like... I don't understand... What, what would make somebody take prep on demand rather than prep every, every day? I mean, what, what's the argument? To, I mean, the, to me, this I'm is not the argument to take a not, pill every day, yeah, like having, not to do this because you can contract HIV if you're doing it on demand. But why would somebody choose to do it on demand rather than... All the time. It's a convenience Money thing, Money is a thing too, right? Yeah. yeah. The yeah, number one reason why PrEP is not getting into the hands of those that need it the most is the cost, unfortunately. So if you can only afford 30 tablets and you need to stretch that until Pride, for example, you may take only four tablets per episode. You're not having sex that often. And I have a lot of clients who say to me, I only have sex once a month or twice a month. Why would I take a tablet once every day for 30 days for something that may or may not happen this month? Adam asks that all the time. Literally, I <laughs> never have sex. <laughs> so once, <laughs> once or twice a month? Like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> like, in conclusion, I would say two tablets of prep for Adam would be better than nothing, right? right? So if he took two tablets right before having sex, and then got his hands on two more tablets to take after, then I would say that's better than nothing. Right. At the same time, if Adam has a drug plan and can afford it, or if Adam lives in a province like British Columbia or Alberta that have decided to pay for everybody's prep 100%, then he wouldn't have to make that choice. So the unfortunate situation here, yes, is that Stephen Spencer got HIV. Is yes, that a lot of people are getting misinformation about on-demand prep. And that yes, a lot of people still can't afford to take prep every day. And so there's, a lot of unfortunate situations throughout this story and ways to correct this 
for the bigger community concern is that we put PrEP in the hands of those that need it the most. And what we're finding is that even till today, which PrEP has been out for about six years in the States, approved by the FDA, and only three years here in Canada, and it's still not getting in the hands of the people that need it the most, which is not only gay and bisexual and queer men, but men of color, all right, and uh, indigenous folks. There's an outbreak, an epidemic right now in Saskatchewan, in our country. There's an epidemic in Atlanta, in the United States. Oh. And so we're seeing those numbers rise, unfortunately, when we have the tools to end HIV. Well, th th this is, uh, I, mean, I mean, so the prep on demand may not be the thing to do if you can take it every day. That's what I'm hearing, yes? Yeah. Okay, now, uh, interesting, on the heels of this story where people are saying, where I hear people saying, oh, why should I take PrEP if people can get HIV? Uh, there was this, um, the Queerty, the website, published um, an essay by the writer John Treat, novelist and writer, and it's titled, Why I Quit Truvada PrEP for Good. And he basically says, um, gonorrhea and syphilis are on the rise. We are returning to the sex lives we had before AIDS in the supposedly post-AIDS age, in part because the majority of gay men screwing around these days do not remember a time before a lethal virus. Um, I had to make a decision. Keep going on prep? No, I lived through too much terror and misery years ago. I was not going to go through that again, no matter how small the odds. So here's somebody saying, and I'm curious what everybody thinks, um, I'm going to go back, I'm not going to take PrEP, I'm going to go back to using condoms because I remember what AIDS was like in the 80s and 90s. Why can't you use both? both yeah. I don't yeah. understand, like, why wouldn't you, if you could afford PrEP, like, why wouldn't you use all of the weapons you and have? In, Michael and I were chatting a little bit before the show, uh, condoms are not nearly as effective, apparently, because they weren't designed for anal sex, mm -hmm. so... You know, he's basically saying I'm going to use something less effective because I don't I mean, want to be part of this horrible sort of epidemic that happened in his lifetime. That just those two things don't sense. seem to make sense. I mean, to to uh, you know, as as sort of the old guy at the table <laughs> who does remember, uh, you know, I came out in the '80s. Uh, the fact that, I mean, and I remember the 90s when protease inhibitors came out and people started surviving. Mm -hmm. The fact that we have these tools, I mean, everybody can, everybody's going to make their own decision, right? If if this writer wants to stop taking PrEP, I guess that's, I, I mean, that's his choice. Uh, blah. But to me, to say, oh, because I remember when, right. you know, the, the, the worst of the worst, I'm not gonna, you know, I remember the Holocaust, so I'm not gonna be an out and proud Jew. I, it, 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 yeah, those I two things don't seem to make a lot of sense to me. They don't no. I disagree with this author, and then, so another reason why people don't take PrEP is the fear of the rise of STIs. And my answer to that is, okay, yeah, PrEP won't prevent you from getting gonorrhea and syphilis. It wasn't invented to do that, but it does invent, or it does prevent a lifelong infection with HIV. Mm -hmm. I can cure gonorrhea and syphilis, in fact, and chlamydia. In fact, I do that every day at the pharmacy with a day's worth of antibiotics. Yeah. So when somebody comes in and they have gonorrhea, chlamydia, or syphilis, I'm not concerned. We can cure it. But what I am concerned is, is the client on PrEP? Because if he's not, he's four times more likely to get HIV. And that's the more serious conversation. So someone foregoing something that's more serious because he get, may get a curable smaller illness makes no sense to me. So I don't mind people making individual choice 
But the reason I exist and Med's expert exists on Church Street is so that he can make an informed choice. And it seems like a lot of men like to give out opinions rather than to use science over stigma. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, misinformation and fear around this, and then we get stories like this and opinion columns like this, and people start to question what the facts actually are. So I'm glad that you could be here today to clear some of that up. Thank so you. Thank Always so clear and informative. Yes. Really? Um, I'll try. Uh, what's your website once again? So the website is medsexpert.ca, but we don't need the website anymore because we're right at 461 Church Street. We're right. open if you're in If you're in Toronto. If you're in Toronto. Yes. Otherwise, the social media pages are very popular in other countries as well. Uh, so Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all have medsexpert as the handle. And you can always reach me privately, confidentially, for individual questions at pharmacist.medsexpert.ca. Great. Thank you very much, you. Dr. Michael Fanous. And we will be right back with Tito's Midpoint. No mercy, baby. <laughs> this week we're playing at gunpoint. So you have a question. Why don't we start at that side or does it have to go this way? No, it has to go that way. Oh, okay. Because the left chair always ends. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Welcome just back. because oh, look, it look, is. Oh, look, Whoa, yeah. She's out of nowhere. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I ate him. All right. <laughs> oh, oh. As long as you got consent. Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna. I'll read this and then I'm gonna tell you how I read it first. Okay. It says, would you rather find your true love? Or a suitcase with five million dollars inside. <laughs> I think I know. How I you first read, read this as, "Would you rather find your true love in a suitcase?" Yeah. And then and I was like, "Oh God, what is that?" Oh, all right. Uh, true love, absolutely true love. I don't give a shit about money. I mean, I love money and would love to have money, but yeah. love matters more than I anything agree. else. Aww. Aww. Okay, Adam, give us some cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sense. I'd rather the money, but like, whatever. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> Would you rather live permanently? I don't know why that's in brackets. Why is that in brackets? In a roller coaster park or in a zoo? Do you mean an amusement park? Oh, yeah, a roller, a roller coaster, coaster park. park. A roller coaster park. Yeah. Are you five? <laughs> yes. No. Can we go to the roller coaster park, mommy? I want to go to roller coaster park. <laughs> Listen. Basically, any mall. This is copied and pasted. Okay. Copied and pasted. <laughs> Your Where'd life you is copied and pasted. You didn't make this up. No, yeah. I'm no. I want you to make not. these things. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you have a website live, for this? Yeah. yeah. So do you want to live in a? <laughs> I'd rather you live. You hate zoos. Yeah, I'd I'd live in an amusement park. Although that's not what. It says in the though, zoo, <laughs> if you lived in the zoo, yeah, I could you could up. take care of the animals. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I'd go people with who the go to amusement parks are oh, like animals. That's, that's true. true. I, okay, yeah, I'd go with the zoo. I'd go with the zoo. We're going with the zoo on that one. You convinced me. All right. That is so it's long. an essay. That is an essay. <laughs> oh wow. Would right. you rather go to? Thank you. <laughs> I will slap you. <laughs> it takes a he likes that. I'm trying to read it, dog. It takes read me a while. Read it. <laughs> it takes me a while. Wow. Fucking let me? Will you yeah. let me or no? Go ahead. Right. <laughs> Would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or get away with something horrible you did but always live in the fear of being caught? Oh, how very Jesse wow, Smollett. that's fucking crazy. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, you want to go to jail I would, get away with it? I would... Oh, I don't know. I think I'd rather... 
I would, go to jail. I would rather go to jail for four years. No, no you wouldn't. Because I know I'm f- I'm fucked in the head. Like I will like over- oh yeah, big time. It'll ruin my life. That, that needs put pretty face. You're gonna be good in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you'll get some. Yeah, you'll get some. Don't drop this. Great. It's great news. Yeah. <laughs> great news. You'll get to explore your homosexuality. Get to explore my old butt alone <laughs> for the rest of Wait, your life. Wait, say that. Start it again. <laughs> would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people? Alone, 100%. Alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would you rather be Adam or... <laughs> <laughs> Legit, though. Or Tito, really. Because <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're all annoying to you. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. I just spit all over the table. Do you want these? No, you can that. eat them if you want. Yeah, he already ate Michael. He's, hey, he's yeah. full. <laughs> I'm good. You're good. Would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life oh, or God. undo real life? Undo in real life. I like that. That's a good question. That's a neat question. Copy and paste. Undo. 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 Mm. Yeah, undo. I'd undo that gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah, undo. Right? It's the worst. Yeah. mm. What would you copy and paste though? Besides these questions. I can can (laughs) copy and paste him and I'll have two hot guys. Yeah. Oh, fascinating perspective. I couldn't think of a good use case for for copy paste. Okay, you know, this is okay. But if I can copy paste hot guys. What? (laughs) There we go. We'll copy and paste a bill, $100 bill. What? What's something you've tried that you'll never ever try again? (laughs) Women. No offense. You're not gonna say women. Cunnilingus. Uh, what? That's like the think best. Of something else. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Going down. <laughs> what on is a woman. cunnilingus? Oh, I've never heard that term before. No. I've heard fellatio. No, that's on that's men. That's on a guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, cunnilingus. Yeah. Guy. That's when you go down on a girl. It is. Yeah. One of my yeah, favorite things. Yeah. Never heard I love of it. I mean, that's where the word. No offense. Does it have to do with the fact that you are a homosexual? Is that where the old c word comes from? Yeah. Get the. Fuck out of here! <laughs> We're That's learning so much. much. That is the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, thank you, Tito, for today's oh my God. cocktail midpoint. And now it's time for talking point number two. Yes, queen. No, queen. This because is gonna be stupid. Because <laughs> the second half always. There is. are people. <laughs> Saying, including um, uh, actually uh, this woman, uh, singer and musician Tanya Aganaba, based in Vancouver, they are making the case that the term Yas Queen, when used by white people, is cultural appropriation. It is not. She says that the phrase, which is a rallying cry of encouragement among black women and queer people of color, originated from black vogue and drag scenes and was first used by black trans women. Stop it. So, um, uh, she, in this article. Wasn't it a, the cat, that cat video? No! I thought it was like Gaga. I started the ball scene. Well, the ball scenes? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Like Paris is burning, yeah, the drag yeah. balls. Yeah, interesting. That's where all the, the I, I just thought it was RuPaul's Drag Race. See, that's what most people think. Yeah. I thought people. it was from that kid saying, "Yes, Gaga, you look so good." Yeah, but how? Where did he get right. it from? I know, the yeah. cat. No, we didn't get it from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so, according to this article in the Vancouver Star, the Star Vancouver. Um, Aganaba um, said that uh, she used to work at a at a dispensary 
Uh, and she would hear her young white colleagues using the phrase yes queen all the time. She says every single person that worked there said it. It made my skin crawl every time just because people don't realize that they are appropriating culture. So every time that person was making money off of the uh, somebody else's culture every time a white person said it, that's what she's saying? Making money? That's what so somebody just saying something. <laughs> no, 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 don't bite me on this. Let me make my point. Oh. Somebody saying it is not appropriation. It is a stupid thing to say. No, I, I, there, there's. Yes, to, appropriations can mean money, as in government appropriations. It, it's literally the word yes. Like, but like, you I don't can't know, take the word yes, change the e to an a, and say that it's I yours and that it's like appropriation. There's like dying kids in Africa, and we're really talking about this. Like, <laughs> like who cares? Can who there cares? people that are dying? If you want to say it, say it. Who gives a shit? Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, at this point, everything is cultural appropriation. If, Literally, if you yes. dress up as an ethnic group, yeah, if you're I mean, a kid and you dress up different from your own ethnic group for Halloween, but like something it, always comes from something else. So if it came from black people in the past, is that automatically cultural appropriation then? Like I, like the braids I, thing that people sometimes get mad about. Yeah, well, about? like that's braids. Different. I mean, Faye, mm. you're you're a, 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 a you're a queen. Yeah, I guess. And so. you're of color. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Slight shade. God bless. Shade. Slight shade. Are we allowed to say yes, queen? For me, it doesn't really matter, on my opinion, because like, you hear it all the times. Like Adam said, on Lup uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So apparently, that made it more mainstream for people yeah. to, right. for people to actually take the phrases yeah. and use it on their own. Well, I mean, RuPaul. I mean, RuPaul they is started, black. Yeah, because he, but, but because he stole, the, he, I can say, yeah, he stole the phrases from the whole ball scene. Pierce's bone. Basically, you can watch Pierce's bone in, and it's, you don't need to watch. Like, it's the same, basically the same thing. Right, right. But it, it, RuPaul's Drag... I mean, there are white queens on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And those white queens actually are making money from... I mean, if to use that uh, way of saying appropriating. If, if you're a white queen on the, on the drag queen circuit and you're saying yes, queen, then is that a cultural appropriation? But also, why is it cultural? Because it's but it's yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't. I, but see, the whole ball scene isn't strictly just black people, and I feel like sometimes not all the time. Well, not all. The, like most, most of it is. But like a lot of the times, it was it was more about queer, like queer and like the trans people, black people, and stuff like that. So it was, it was more than just one, like yeah, because it was more underground, yeah, and like less in your face. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I I I agree with you. Uh, people are starving, and yeah, like exactly. we were just talking about how people are getting HIV from this. I mean, I mean, literally. So like, that's more important yeah. than someone saying a phrase. Like, who cares? <laughs> who because cares? there's so much misinformation too about what we were just talking mm. about. Maybe rather than spending the time in articles and media talking about this, we can provide more opportunity to yeah. talk about those kinds of things. Right. Yes, hundred percent. That make a so, positive, real impact. So, on, yes. on that note, season two of Pose is coming. This is this is my favorite Yas Queen. <laughs> there you go. I love it. She looks so mad. 
<laughs> when does she not? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, she, I, she, she's, I yeah, she's waiting. I'm no fan of the queen's British monarchy, back she's but back. she's been a queen longer than all these other queens have been queens. That is true. That so, is true. But there's only one true queen, and stop we all it. know who that is. Stop Beyonce. it. Nicole Kendall Jenner. Yes. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. No, she's not. <laughs> no. But pop of the week. Is Jax Jones, Martin Slovig, and Madison Beer. It's called All Day, All Night. Nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually. Okay. No, because I thought. No, the reason why, because I thought you were going to go, oh, Yeah. And I was going to ask if that, if white people saying, oh, is cultural appropriation. I don't even, I've never heard of this. Yeah. What is this? Cardi B. Well, actually, Cardi B did not start it. She didn't start it. It's been around for years. But Cardi B is using it now, and people are associating it with Chloe used to do it a lot more and like made it more mainstream than Cardi did. She just took it from there. So, where did it come from? From. Yeah, drag queens. Yeah, but for the, the straight oh, people, like if they're watching, what is Chloe it? saying it all the time? What does it mean? Okay, now, now Pepsi is making money. Pepsi is making money. Absolutely. So Pepsi is culturally appropriating. See, there you might have a case. But it's Cardi B doing it, and she's black. So yeah, but Cardi B's a yeah. fucking also mess. Lola Jones. She wanted to copyright that shit. Oh, she wanted see, to I thought you were going to say it again. That's what she got. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash The Point Guys. They're just going to keep doing that. Um, and don't just press the subscribe button. Press the bell button so that you're notified every time a new episode is available. <laughs> I can't do that because I can't. Uh, if you really want to help us out, go to our crowdfunding site, Patreon, patreon.com slash The Point Guys. Don't forget, you can take us with you in your ears on iTunes with our audio podcast. Uh, let us know what you think about Yaz Queen or... No Queen. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By commenting below here on YouTube or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at The Point Guys. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Thank Brad. Thank you. Thank you. <gasps> what was that again, Tito? We have a new show every Tuesday, so we will see, see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. On the point. Cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs>